What's up, everybody? Dario here. Uh, first and foremost, I want to say thank you for checking out this episode of the podcast. But if you tuned into the previous episode, um, you guys will remember me saying that the conversation I had with Micah is a bit lengthy. So I decided to break the episode into two parts. So I don't want to take too much time away from this episode. So in this episode, you guys are going to be hearing about the debate that Micah and had regarding Giannis, Jokic, and Doncic for MVP. And it gets pretty spicy. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And without further ado, here is that conversation. And what I want to do, we are finally going to be talking about what I think might be the three MVP leading candidates of this season. There might be another player in that conversation, but I want to focus on Luka Doncic versus Giannis Antetokounmpo versus Nikola Jokic. I kind of want to pick your brain. I want to see who you have as the leading MVP um, vote getter right now. And also, of course, if you have another player that you want to be in the conversation, please feel free to throw them in. But also because like these three players for the last week, week and a half, two weeks, they've been putting up crazy numbers. So it's like it's very interesting. And Jokic is going for his three time MVP award. Like people didn't really think that was possible, but the way he's playing, it's like, um, I don't know. Like, it can actually be possible. So, yeah, man, just Luka, Jokic, Giannis, also another player, if you want to throw in the conversation, just, like, what you, what, what have you seen so far? What have you liked? Anything you want to go? Okay, so I just want to break this down from an odd standpoint. Currently on FanDuel, Doncic is the favorite to win the award. Now, I think that he's probably going to get a slight bump, given the fact that among the other top candidates, he's the only one besides Embiid, who's further down the list, and Tatum, who I think started out as maybe the favorite, but has since come back to the pack a little bit, mm-hmm. that have never won it before. Now, I think I agree with your assessment when it comes to Doncic, Antetokounmpo, and Jokic being the top three guys. When it comes to ordering these three, though... Mm. I still think it's going to be hard for me to unseat Antetokounmpo as the MVP because really? when it's really razor thin like this, I think not necessarily looking at it from a season-by-season season standpoint, it's just going to be hard for me to really overtake a guy who I know is the best player in the league. And and therefore, I think you don't just overthink this. You don't get it twisted. The best player in the league is also the most valuable player in the league. and. From an offensive standpoint this season, look, his rim finishing is down a little bit. The jump shooting, I would expect, also is going to struggle, which he has a little bit without Middleton and that extra floor spacer to be able to give him space to operate. But he's shooting the mid-range just as well as he did last season, and he's averaging a career high. He's averaging 33, 12, and 5. So the numbers hold up from that standpoint. Now, defensively, the Milwaukee Bucks are currently the number two defense in the league. Actually, Memphis is the number one defensive team. When it comes to just being able to play on both ends of the floor and the fact that he hasn't won it in a few years, I think essentially gives him an edge over both Jokic and Doncic because I think that the Milwaukee Bucks record, one of the reasons why or excuse me, Antetokounmpo is so good is his ability to keep his team at either the top or near the top of the standings without a legitimate number two, as well as the fact that those guys are on the team, they just haven't played. 
Now, if Luka and the Mavericks are able to get to that 50-win threshold, which I really did not think was even possible this season, regardless of how well he plays, that's probably going to be enough for me to vote him in as number one. But at this point, given the fact that the Bucks are still well above where most people would have expected them unless they're actually healthy to be, I think that ultimately makes him the number one choice. When people ask me the question of how would it make you feel if Jokic were to win the award for a third consecutive time, I actually don't have a problem with any of these guys winning because I think if you were to rank the three best players in the league, how they would work on that pyramid where you either have you have one guy at the top, then it's two, then three, then four in that order. Giannis goes number one, but then Doncic and Jokic are the number two and three best players. Then I think that the you got Jokic three. Jokic and Doncic are two and three. Yes, I believe. Which but which one's two? Jokic. Okay. Okay. Cool. So yeah. okay, that's that's my oh two cents. My God. Guy that I would probably have in here, and it's strictly because of the season that he's having. Obviously, that's what we're talking about here when it comes to MVP. But all of these guys are having look the top five guys odds wise: Doncic, Antetokounmpo, Tatum, Jokic, and Durant in that order. I think that Durant honestly is getting a little overlooked here. Because he's having his best season, and everybody believes that he's still one of the three to four best players in the league. Look, Curry is probably still in that discussion if he were to have stayed healthy, because he was also at the 50-40-90 clip, which he was having his best season aside from his unanimous MVP year. Yeah, unfortunately, it's it's a wrap. Like, he's not going to be in too many games. Her 75 numbers since 1983... The average MVP winner averages about 27, 9, and 6 on about 59% true shooting. Every single one of these guys is having a better season than that. So let's at least make the case that whoever doesn't win the award this season will have still won the MVP on a lot of different seasons. And look, the three candidates from last year, the three finalists, that is, Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid, all of those guys were having ridiculous plus MVP seasons from last year. And I think that there are legitimately five guys and bead included, maybe six that are having better numbers than those guys, even from last year, this season. So this already is going to be an all time crazy MVP race. Interesting, man. I like your take. I love it. The Wow. Honestly, you have Giannis number one. That actually kind of shocked me. I actually, so my ranking of the MVPs is actually, Jokic number one, Luca number two, and Giannis number three. Again, obviously the MVP goes off of what you're averaging. It also goes about not gonna lie. It also goes about the story going in with the season as well with the MVP voters. But again, like I preface in this episode, I'm a very eye test kind of guy. I'm I'm a very feel of the game as well. I also take account, you know, the stats. Obviously, you can't ignore it. But the reason why I have Jokic number one, man, is, yo, this guy is insane. This guy, his feel for the game is amazing. And, like, the way he makes his teammates better. And it's not – it's the way – the positions that he that he puts them in to score. Like, and obviously he makes these, like, behind-the-back, over-the-shoulder passes. 
and yeah, that's gonna get like the sports center highlights. But like if you dig a little deeper into those passes, those passes they have a there's intention with those passes. He's not doing it just because it's like a cool highlight. He's doing it because it's based off what the defense is giving him. And like I just, I just never seen a big man with this ability before. And he's not even that crazy athletic. He can't, he's not athletic. Like he's used his talent, he's used his skills. And he's just, like, maxed it out as much as he can. And this is where I think he has the nod over Luka. When I say that he makes his teammates better, I, I just said I gave you all those examples. But if we're looking at the standings, he's number one in the West. And, yeah, you could say Jamal Murray is back, you know, like he's he's been back for a while with a better with a repaired knee, and he, ha- he might have better support. Like, I'm not going to argue with that. But he still has to... He he's the main focus every night going into every game, and he's reading the defenses. He's 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 putting his teammates into the best position possible, and that's where Luca is having a lot of problems right now. Luca, his support isn't as good as Denver. I'm not going to argue with that, but this season is very reminiscent of James Harden in Houston. That's the big talk of that's the big talk of the internet. And if you're, I hate, I don't like James Harden as a player. I fucking hate. I hate it with a passion. That whole grabbing the ball at the top of the key, dribbling the ball between your legs 30 times to do a crossover for a shot is not basketball. And again, James Harden with the whole like manipulating the refs into going into the free throw line. Like, yo, it was the most boring basketball I have ever seen in my life. And this season, Luka is, it's like I said, it's reminiscent of that. And he kind of has to do it, I understand, because of his support. But... I don't like I don't like that version of basketball and you 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 could kind of say that he's making his teammates better because he's the one breaking down the defense and then he's the one getting other people open shots but when you're standing at the top of the key just like with the defense literally looking at you and you all, and you have yeah. to get past your defender I like I don't like that and I I I just I really hate that and Jokic like he he's able to do that just in a better in a better and more efficient way but I, I, I have to highlight it. I get it. For anybody that wants to come at my neck, I get it. Jokic has a lot more support. But I feel like Doncic isn't really trying to make his teammates better. Like, it's kind of hard because he's he's also working with what the, what the defense is giving him. So I can't really go at him too hard. But, of course, Luka has been having an insane season. Like, he just had that 60-point triple-double against who? Of course, the New York Knicks. I'm from New York. If you've heard this podcast before, I'm not a fan of New York, of the Knicks, but I want to see them do well. Every yo, every time a player has a career night, it's like always against the Knicks. I like it could be like the 12th man off the bench. He has 30 points and like 12 rebounds. It's going to be against the Knicks. Like the I don't know what's up with that franchise, man. That franchise is cursed. Yeah, Luca averaging 34. He's averaging um nine rebounds, nine assists. The field goal percentage from the field is 50. From three point is 35. So like his stats are great. Um, Jokic 25, 10 rebounds, nine and a half assists, 61% from the field. From three point, he's 35% for a big man. That's kind of crazy. Um, it takes the re- two and a half attempts a game though. Here's the one place where I will push back on this. When it comes to the MVP formula, I think in my mind there are, what, three things that really stand out among the rest. The first of which is, if you've never won it before, you're probably going to get a slight bump. And I think that the odds makers over the last, really, three seasons or so 
they have consistently had Doncic as the favorite going into each season. This season was no different. Now, everybody knew as soon as Brunson were to leave town, Doncic was not only the favorite to win the MVP, but certainly the favorite to win the scoring title this year. He's never won that before, and I think that he'll probably... It'll be him and Embiid going back and forth for pretty much the rest of the season on who wins the scoring title. But I think ultimately he will win that. Now, I didn't even have the Mavericks in the final eight. As we all know, we made our like boldest prediction going into the season. Mine was that the Mavericks would be on the outside looking in of the one through eight field. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> in the Western Conference. And it looked as though they were going to be pretty much a 500 team that would be fighting in the play-in. And they still could because, look, over this last stretch of impressive play from Luka, where he's averaging 44 a game, even with last night, over the last almost three weeks of basketball, they haven't really played anybody decent. Mm. I think the Knicks arguably have a case as the best team that they beat during that win streak. And even we know they're pretty much a 500 team. But the Mavericks are on pace to exceed their win total. The Denver Nuggets, they are the number one team in the West, but I think everybody realizes this is going to be a down year from the Western Conference, even if that's not necessarily the way we thought it would play out preseason. And I think that the voters are not going to be able to bring themselves to vote in Jokic, who's having pretty much the same season that he's had over the last two seasons even if the field goal percentage is slightly better, his room finishing is slightly better than it has been, and he's basically doing everything on the same level or slightly better, it's going to be hard for them to justify voting a guy three times consecutively because the only other guys that have done that in NBA history are Wilt, Russell, and Bird. Those are the three guys. And not since the mid-'80s that anybody's done that, but during those runs... Those the lead guys on those teams were going to the finals or at least the conference finals every season. The Denver Nuggets, and we know why pretty much, it's because Jokic has not had a full roster around him until this season, have not been able to do that, unfortunately. And as much as I know the regular season matters only for MVP, it's a regular season award, right. I don't think that the voters are going to be able to justify voting him number one until they see that postseason success from not only him, because he's obviously held up his end of the bargain, but the entire rest of the team as a result of his play. And with Doncic, there's part of me that just believes he's going to likely win it because of the fact that the odds makers may lose a ton of money, as well as the voters are going to just have some kind of a soft spot for him at the end of the season if the Mavericks continue this level of play and they are once again a top four to six seed just call it outside of the play-in in the Western Conference yeah. it's probably a benchmark that they're probably looking at with this team because Jokic and Giannis who I still have isn't my number one choice the Dallas Mavericks roster got worse this offseason And the other teams got better. So I think that if at the end of the season, the records from those teams are not the same, but nearly the same, that might be enough to just push them across the finish line. Yeah, I understand. I get it. I'm not, yeah, like I said, like, I can't really argue that, but um, I also wanted to give my case as to why I think Giannis, why I have Giannis third in my MVP voting. So 
what I've been saying consistently for the last few seasons, I've been saying that like when if Giannis is able to develop a decent, a consistent jump shot, that's going to officially name him in my eyes the best player in the league. And last season, I had him as the best player in the league because I saw him with the mid range. I saw him taking a couple threes, and they they were going in at a higher clip than ever before. But this season, I I don't know if I have Giannis as the best player in the league anymore because one, most of his game is based off of dominance. We all know that. He's been dunking on people, yeah. putting them in the hoop since he was born. He doesn't have – his game is very – is not. he doesn't have a fluidity to his game. And when I say fluidity, I'm talking about, you know, jumpers, um, posting up, fadeaways – um breaking the defense down like when he breaks the defense down is literally off of brute force like he people bounce off him and again going off of what i see the eye test and a feel for the game that to me it doesn't really convert into ability that's just you being able to use your strength and i i like players who have a little bit more of ability to them who have a little bit more like fluidity to their game and Giannis's jump shot, to me, it's still not at a point where it's consistent, and it doesn't feel fluid. And that's where Luca and Jokic, that's where I give them the nod over Giannis. Their game is more fluid to me, and they the way they get their um, teammates um, in, into better positions, I like I like it more than Giannis. So I don't have Giannis as the best player in the league anymore. Um, Hold on, yeah. Look, I personally believe that the best player in the league distinction is quite fair, just unfair to take that distinction away from somebody during the regular season, because as we all know, all these guys don't really get guarded the same way in the regular season they do in the playoffs. Uh And Giannis has been consistently the best player in the playoffs. And look, all these guys perform well in the playoffs, but it's been pretty obvious that there's been one guy that's been head and shoulders above the rest of the league. When it comes to that level of play, so are you saying that this guy came into the season as the best player in the league, but during the first half of like play in October through early January has somehow lost that? Literally, that's what I'm saying. And now hearing it back out loud, I'm like, what am I saying? <laughs> but, fair, fair. but, but, yeah, I get it. Like, I can't go off of one half, but if I'm going. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's just like because I played I played basketball and I played pro. Like I know what that game is like. I played in Mexico right. and like I know the field for the game. So when I see it, Giannis is very like it's just very not awkward, but it's just like bumpy and clumsy, you know? And like I yeah. and I like my players to be have a little bit more fluid and ability in their game. So that that might that might be super like just me personal. Like that's just might be might be my personal trait as to like how i like my players whatever but it's yeah man i don't know man and then also what we should would you mentioned his name earlier and i should definitely mention it kd so i've had kd in the top three players best players in the league for a while now including last season i don't care my friends kill me for that i don't give a fuck because he got swept yada 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 (laughs) but if i'm including Jokic and luka and Giannis as the top three best players in the league, then obviously that bumps KD out. And if I'm replacing the top three, who am I taking out? I don't know. Um, That's very, very 
that's incredibly difficult. Then there's, then there's the next crop of guys, which are Curry, Tatum, and Embiid, who do you think that those guys are like a half step behind, or do you consider them in the same tier as those guys? Damn, my brain just exploded. Uh, look, either okay, way, what are, we, are, we, are we going? What are we going off of? We're going off of stats. We're going off ability. We're going off of um, resume. Like, what are we going okay. off of? Here's the question. I think the best way. I mean, I've thought about this in kind of a number of different ways. The best way and the most fair, I think, is one year expansion draft. You start your team with one guy strictly for this season, including the playoff run. Who is that guy you're taking? Oh, it's so difficult. <laughs> okay, and the candidates are Jokic, Luka, Giannis, uh, KD, Steph, Tatum, and, and Embiid? Yep, those are the seven. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> this this is how we'll finish the pod. You yeah, just, facts. You rank your seven, then I'll do mine. Facts. That's amazing. Um, yo, I gotta put this down on paper, bro. I'm sorry, <laughs> dog. That's right. Yeah, we might need this for the receipts. Facts, dog. I'm putting this down on paper. So, listeners and viewers, bear with us. Um, do you want to go from seven to one? I guess like who's the last sure. player? You yeah, would yeah. We, yeah, we'll just we'll go kind of a rapid fire because we all know what the case is for these guys. But right. for the for the listeners and viewers. There's really one parameter that sticks above the rest <laughs> here, which is this is an expansion draft. All of these guys, for example, you could draft them first overall just strictly for the rest of this season, including the playoffs. Oh, my God. This is difficult. Okay, so I want to start off with Embiid at seven and literally because of injuries. Literally. But if, because the, based off of what we're going off of, his injuries is just like it, there's always a question mark there. But man, if he's able to stay consistent, he's like top three, top four. But I'm going off of what has what has what I have seen since their career has started. Damn, Embiid. I'm sorry, man. I love you. I love your game. But yeah, you're gonna be number seven for me. Um, who you guys? Your last pick. I also have Embiid for many of the same reasons. The other thing that I can kind of go off of is, unlike the rest of these guys, pretty much every single season there's at least a step backwards that he takes when it comes to a regular season to playoffs by the year numbers. And that's not really necessarily anything bad for him. It's just, look, the other guys he's going up against here, as well as the fact that his regular season numbers are so gaudy that you look at just the jump that it takes from over a seven-game series where the other team is putting together a game plan to slow you down and just dare your teammates to beat you. That's probably where i think he gets the short end of the stick here all right who's your six do i have to go can you go <laughs> this is all right all right, all right i'll go all right i'll go six i think i'm with you i think i know who you're gonna pick and i think i'm with you go ahead sorry six here is so tight for me because i think uh, uh, look obviously all of these are tight i don't think you can go wrong with any of these choices but i think that number six this season is i this might sound like a hater take but i might go with Jason Tatum here at yeah. number six. Yeah, I'm with I you. think that he is just barely outside of that top five realm of the top five players in the NBA right now. And a lot of that is because for as much as he's billed as like the an elite two way player on both ends of the floor, there's still questions as to his focus on the defensive end at times this season. He is basically whenever he wanted to be great on that end. But I think in order for 
the overall impact that he changes the landscape of a basketball game. In order for that to be the case, he basically has to be playing at like peak Kawhi level in order to have overtaken some of these other guys. That's not the player that we're talking about quite yet. Now, his playmaking has gotten better, and he is a better player than he ever has been, but not quite in the top five quite yet. So, yeah, I'm right with you. Like I said, he's number six for me, and I made it a little bit easier on myself. The reason why I picked him number six is because he just hasn't had the longevity as much as all these other players. Yeah, yeah I, I'm trying to make it as simple as possible. Um, When did... When did Doncic and Jokic get drafted? Was it like a year after, a year, two years after? Like, do you do you know? Tatum? No, no, no. Jokic and Doncic. When did they, what year did they get drafted? Oh, Jokic has been in the league, I believe, since 14-15. And Doncic was in the 2018 draft. Yeah. And Tatum? Tatum. I'm having a blank. Is that like 20? Tatum would have been the 17 draft. Yeah, because... You remember the iconic Tatum as a rookie series against LeBron and the Cavs when it was the 2018 run that was, and when you remember when Tatum dunked on LeBron as a rookie, 100 percent that was uh, fire. So the so the reason why I'm asking that is because I literally said off of longevity, but the only player, I'm kind of a hypocrite because Doncic is drafted around the same time as Tatum. He's the only other player that's. Drafted around the same time as Tatum. So why would I have Doncic? You know what I'm saying? You feel me? Yeah, of course. But and, and Tatum, on top of that, he's been to the ECF like multiple times. And the NBA Finals. Yeah, and the NBA that Finals. Embiid, Jokic and Luka have not done. And Doncic has for that, only... case, for that fact, Durant hasn't done it outside of Golden State since his Thunder year. Doncic has only been to the WCF. That's it. Once. Embiid, yeah. Embiid, we've already gone past him. He never has. And the Nuggets uh, did once in the bubble. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and honestly, These are difficult, man. It is, man. And honestly, like, I like Tatum more than Doncic. It's just like, Doncic has just been playing out of his mind. Like, oh, my God. I don't know, man. This is fucking difficult. Okay, for the time being, for the time being, I'm keeping Tatum at six because obviously this would be like a four-hour pod. All right. Um, I don't like it though. But, um, okay. So number five, can you go? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure if you were just gonna throw it over to me while you're still trying to figure this out. Oh, yo, okay, this is an amazing way to end the pod. Mm-hmm. Okay, we are splitting hairs here. Literally. I think pretty much everybody outside of maybe the number one guy at this point. But okay, number five for me, I'm going to go. Luka Doncic. The one reason why, look, Luka, from a just pure numbers standpoint, can hold a candle to all of these other guys. The one thing that I do have questions with is from a fitness standpoint, as well as the fact that he's going to get hunted probably more so than any of these guys on the defensive end, he is going to be asked to do way more. And I think that that ultimately takes away, not necessarily from him, but his teammates. And one of the reasons why I think that just for the rest of the season, I'm ranking guys that are going to be able to take me all the way across the finish line in terms of likelihood. So 
amongst these guys, I think he gets the short end of the stick, even if he goes out averaging a 35-point triple-double and everybody's like, oh my god, look at him, he's unreal. He is, but so are literally all these other guys, so Luca at five. Man, you know what, man? I, Yeah, you made it kind of easy for me, man. I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you, and it's a lot of the reasons why you said um, one of the big knocks about Doncic is we don't know if he takes his uh, his health seriously. Um, there's always talks about, like, if Doncic does this, then if he does this, coming into the season. Like, last season, he came into the season looking, looking like a, a pole boy, and then he played his way, he played his way into shape. And again, that literally talks to the, the commitment that he has to his body and basketball. Like, we all know his skills. His skills is there. His ability is there. His talent is there. But it's the intangibles that is going to take you to the next level, a la LeBron, a la who else? KD? Maybe yeah, Durant KD? is 34 and putting yeah. up numbers just from a shooting perspective. Yeah, man. So literally, Doncic would be my fifth. And the reason why I'm not going to use that argument against Jokic, because Jokic is not no LeBron, is Jokic is like a seven-footer, so he can compensate a little bit. Doncic is a guard. He's like 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, so, like, I feel like he needs to be a little bit more in tip-top shape. That, again, it's like splitting hairs. That might be an excuse I'm just literally making up to make myself feel better, but I'm going with it. Whatever. All right, you've been going first the last two times, so I'll give you a break. Um, all right, so Doncic is fifth. Now we got Jokic, Giannis, KD, and Steph. Who is my fourth player that I would draft? Oh, my God. Yo, son, everyone is difficult, man. So, okay, so right now I'm in between for the fourth spot. I'm in between Steph and Jokic. And I think I'm going to go Jokic. Okay. Steph has four titles and he was no, Jokic hasn't been there yet. Right. And Steph finally got that one title as the guy. He finally got the finals MVP. And he was putting up NBA 2K numbers. It's not like he just wanted – it was a controversy. No, it was definitive. Yeah, and Jokic hasn't been there yet. I think, I think, I think he's going to get there this year, though. Denver's, Denver's my um, West coming out of the West. Before the season, I picked the Bucks to beat the Nuggets for the NBA Finals. So mm-hmm. at this point, I haven't really seen anything to really make me change that. I would still probably stick with that. So I guess on that note, yeah, it kind of makes it easier for me that I will go right now with Curry at four. It might literally just because just be because who knows these shoulder injuries for a guy who's shooting, obviously is the name of his game that might be something that hinders his chances. But the other thing that I have to say is, I don't nobody wants to see the Warriors in the first round and it might literally be Nuggets Warriors in round 1 again only this That'll time be fire with, with Denver as the home court advantage obviously obviously this time playing at elevation that's one of the best home courts in the league and look Golden State's ability to win some of these games without Steph might ultimately be the difference between them saving their season and not during, I mean, he's still out probably another week or two, and if they continue to win some of these games, power to them. But wow, ah, jeez, I don't really have any other reasons. I guess. Mm-hmm. Not feel you, bro. The other thing, I guess, is like 
from a size standpoint, it's going to be easier to try and marginalize a, a smaller guard. But yeah, 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 yeah. Like they've won four titles with him as their number one or one B to one A guy. Exactly. So that really that's, doesn't matter. Yeah, that's why Steph is my number three because. Steph being number three, then Giannis and KD are left, and Steph is just compared to those two, it's like the <laughs> guard, and on top of that, you got the ankle history, which at this point we're way far from it. Like it's it's not it shouldn't it shouldn't even be brought up. But there is a little like every time he goes down, me personally, I'm always looking to see if he's grabbing his ankles. Um but I, that's the only knock I have against Steph as being number three. It's just the size compared to the other two. The other two, they're going to be able to take more. Um, yeah, so that's my number three. Okay, number two, I I would have... Yeah, I guess I have Durant at... Oh, my God. You got Durant at number two? Or, excuse me, wait, did I even go three? Oh, oh I guess... No. Nah. Oh no, you didn't. Yeah. No, you didn't. No, no. I actually wait. What am I saying? Then I have I have Durant at three. Then because literally this question is who do I want for the rest of the season in that order? Yeah. I I might have summarily spoiled things with my finals pick that I which I'm not changing at the halfway mark. I'm lost. But, like I I got confused. I don't know. I don't know the last two players that you have remaining. So I'm <laughs> I'm actually I, I I just got like brainwashed. So whatever. My bad. Go ahead. Durant. Yeah, so Durant at three as I guess in this case the bronze medalist. That's crazy. But oh yeah, I mean, there's nothing you can take away from his game. We all know what he represents. I mean, you've heard him say it. You know who I am. Back and forth with Patrick Beverly. I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Yeah. Everybody knows who he is. I love Katie. And this season, the shooting splits are unreal. I think there was a question coming to this year of like, how does the rest of the team respond to this guy saying that he wanted out? But mm. I mean, in my heart of hearts, he's Kevin Durant. He's probably going to average you know, 28, 29, maybe even 30 points a game, which is that about 29 and a half a game and or 30 points a game now with that 44 on 22 shots against the Bulls. So I you think have, yeah, I'm sorry, part of my mind, I'm just having this sour taste on my mind from last season against the Celtics where I'm like, like throw out the sweep for a moment, but the way that they were able to guard him, I'd never seen a team been able to do anything like that. And that That's might fair. be the prowess of the Celtics where they had a, a gajillion different guys who you could draw them out of the lab to try and get to the apex point of Durant's jumper and make things difficult on him with two different contests and a bunch of different bodies being thrown at him. But none of these other guys, I guess that are in this crop I have is that difficult to guard. I also saw Giannis and Curry do much better jobs of trying to get through the teeth of that defense than these guys, so or than Durant, but look, you're splitting hairs as we've all mentioned a lot of times in this. But yeah, I would have Durant at three. That's kind of crazy, <laughs> but I'm uh, yeah, I'm really I know I know there's I know there's one player that you do that that's left, but I, I'm totally lost at the second player that you that you haven't picked yet. Anyway, second player for expansion draft. Yeah, I'm going Giannis. 
So I guess yeah. that leaves Durant as your number one. Yeah, KD is my number one, man. So Giannis number two is because the only reason why I have Giannis over KD is because KD is just a better offensive player. He has, he's just a better offensive player. Now you can make the case Giannis is overall a better player because Giannis has more to offer on the defensive end. And I want to argue on that. But unfortunately, in today's NBA society, offensive's king. So um, that's why KD is over Giannis. KD is a fucking... Yo, I think KD might be the best offensive player I've seen with my own two eyes. I wasn't around to see Jordan. Yeah, Kobe, obviously. It's just KD. Because KD has the length. KD has more... He, he His length is more than Kobe, than T-Mac, than Prime Mello. He's a seven-footer doing six-foot moves, bro. He's a fucking alien. Yep, both of these guys are aliens. I would say the reason why I have... Well, I guess... All right, I've gone over Durant already. I have Jokic at two, and mm. that would also make it so I have Giannis at one. The reason why I have Jokic at two, I, I literally, is because I think he's the second-best player in the game to Giannis right now. Not matter and you mentioned how he does things way differently. It looks like he's playing in, like, a different language, which he might be. He's... From I Serbia, like they might be speaking a different language from everybody I mean, else. On the floor. I love that. I know exactly what you mean by that. Yeah. But yes, you can't speed him up. You're not going to slow him down because he already is not a fast player anyway. But he runs the fast break better than Doncic does, even if those are like the two most unathletic of these guys in the league. The other thing that I wanted to mention was the fluidity of his game, I think, is the most translatable from regular season to postseason amongst these guys because he ranks top 10 in usage but he's the only of those he's the only guy in the top 10 in usage that also isn't even in the top 20 in touches so the decisiveness of him catching the ball and then making a play or catching and shooting or putting his guy in the blender and just backing him down in the post and turning and scoring the snapshot of his game, I think, is better than all of these guys. And but you you think his game translates better from offense from the regular season to playoffs more than KD? More than KD, and it literally is because I just saw what the Celtics were able to do if they were to have that kind of amount of defensive pressure and i think that the celtics are capable of doing that again if those two teams were to run into each other again this season like for example i think that durant would have a better round this time if they were to see each other again but i would still say that the celtics i would certainly pick them to win that series if they were to play again this postseason would you not uh yeah i would it would be uh, it would definitely be tougher thank god it'll be a more entertaining series um, <laughs> yeah true i mean but yeah no yeah i would pick celtics um the only reason why i like that was a little hiccup for me as far as like you pick Jokic translating from regular season to playoffs because yeah you're right celtics they completely shut down kd but kd could i mean well, saying this i'm like I, but i'm wrong i'm like but kd could still get his shots off but you're literally giving me the perfect example of when he was not able to do it. So Right, and I also was something crazy, last man. season where I was like, Durant's seven foot, he could shoot over anybody. Like, the only guy in the league that I could think of that could maybe take him in one-on-one, besides maybe just an Embiid if he had the ball first and he went back first and just dunks every time, would be Giannis he, because he could get a stop. To be but, fair, though, to be fair, last season, Jokic, 
Jamal Murray was out. Michael Porter Jr. was out. So the second best player was Aaron Gordon. So the defense didn't really have to worry about Jokic as much. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, they didn't have to worry about the wings as much. You feel me? Yeah, of course. So it's like the defense, the defensive schemes that they could, that, that they, the playoff, that Golden State had against Jokic was a little bit easier to develop over KD. But I don't know. I'm, I, yeah, like, I, like you keep saying, we're picking straws. I'm literally making up excuses as I go. <laughs> so, man, yeah, that was an amazing way to end the pod. So just to just to um, reiterate, let's go over our list again. So at number seven, you had? I had Embiid at seven. I, I had, think you had the same, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you had Embiid at seven. I had Embiid at seven. At number six, you had? Tatum. I had Tatum. At number five, you had? Doncic. I had Doncic as well. At number five, number four, you had Curry. Curry. I had Jokic at number four. At number three, you had Durant. I had Steph at number three. At number two, you had Jokic. I had Giannis, the Greek fucking freak. And at number one, you had Giannis. And I had KD. Man, looking over my list, Jokic is the one player where I'm like, ugh, I don't. That's the one player where I, I'm like, ah, I need to rethink that. Everybody else, yeah, I need to rethink it. But, yeah, man, I'm going to turn that paper over because the more I look at it, the more I want to talk about it. Actually, you know what? Throw that paper away because I'm going to want to oh, talk yeah. about it so much. Um, okay. Wait, I would love to do this pod again at the end of the season before the playoffs because we might have to do that same exercise again, and I might have a completely different list, man. Who knows? Oh no, that's facts. That's facts, and I'm definitely down for it. Um, obviously, just let me know whenever you want to get together. Uh, all right, Micah, this was a great episode. This was a long episode. I might break it up into two parts, but yeah, I want to thank you for your time and energy, my guy. I haven't seen you in a minute. It's good seeing you. It's good to see that you're in good health. Um, before you sign off, uh, if you want to let the people like where, the, if you want to let the people know where they could reach you via social media or anything else you got going on, my guy. Absolutely. So. I run the NBA Interact Instagram page. I am also a content creator for CLNS Media on behalf of the Boston Celtics. Obviously, we've talked about them some on this pod. Not that much, but a little bit. So I cover them daily for that outlet. And other places, look, I will go ahead and drop my Twitter handle, which is at fanalistsforreal. That's F-A-N-A-L-Y-S-T-S underscore F-R. And I post a bunch of stuff on there. I also do a bunch of basketball writing for an SB Nation outlet. And that's where you can find a lot of my stuff. So, again, I really appreciate this opportunity. We had some great basketball talk, and I had a blast. Yeah, man, it was really fun. Um, before we sign off, definitely go give my guy Micah a follow on that Twitter account. Um, and for as far as time flies, you guys know the drill. All the links to all social media, Instagram, um, Instagram, Twitter, they're going to be in the link below. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, please remember to hit that thumbs up and also subscribe to the page. Um, and if you're listening to this on any of the podcast platforms, the any of the major ones, Apple, Google, Amazon, you can find it there. And also remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Um, also, I'll put the link to the the shirt that I made over the holiday season. No, uh, a few months prior to the holiday season, I made a shirt of Shia LaBeouf, my favorite actor. 
I'm trying to start a series of different actors that I uh, really like and that I respect a lot. Um, but if in order for me to do that, I need money. So I need you guys to support. Uh, hit that link. Go check it out if you like it. Let me know what you liked about it or like what actor do you want to see. That'll be great. Um, I also started a Reddit. I started a Reddit account. I'm going to put the link down there in the description below as well. So you can check out Time Flies on Reddit as well. Um, and yeah, man. That's it, Micah. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for your time, your energy. I really appreciate you jumping on to this podcast episode. I love talking basketball with you. And um, yeah, man, stay in touch. We'll talk soon. And obviously, we'll definitely talk when the playoffs come around, my guy. Absolutely. Thank you once again. All right, my guy. I'll talk to you soon, all right? See ya. Peace. Time.